Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is... It's July now. It's July 27th, yeah. uh, 2016. Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday. Kind of a weird day to record, but yeah, figured uh, after taking our small little hiatus. Might as well do this when we're super tired after work. Yep. That you seems know. like the best time to uh, get any energy. Both haven't us. eaten anything. and Yeah. This is going to go along very quickly because <laughs> I think we're both very hungry. A little already. grumpy. Um, we're back. We took a uh, took a couple months off. Yeah. Um, was it a couple months? Yeah, it, was like, it was like a month. Shit, a good couple weeks. Um, we're lazy. Yeah, a little bit laziness, a little bit of uh, kind of taking some time off. But we missed this. We're back, and I am excited for what. Woo. I guess this is technically starting year two yeah. of this podcast after hitting 52. Yeah. I and mean, technically we're already over a year, but, yeah. you know, eh, year two as far as we're concerned. Because we it's going to be episode 53. Time, it's like time means nothing to us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we are masters of our own reality. Um, so we took some time off, Joe. What have you been up to these last couple of weeks? I have been working so much. Um, other than that, uh, video game wise, we've just been playing a lot of Overwatch still, um, whenever we can. And Red Dead Redemption uh, has been added to the whole backwards compatibility uh, shit on uh, the Xbox One. And optimized for the Xbox One. Yeah. Not remastered or anything, but it runs a lot smoother than oh, yeah. on 360. I run into um, a, a few snags here and there. There was a moment where I was doing a mission, one of the races for West Dickens, and when I rounded a corner and hit it, like one of the checkpoints or whatever the fuck, uh, it like you know John Marston on his horse just stopped and then just kind of started sliding around the map and then wound up deep in a hill. I think I had a point because I, I played through uh, Red Dead as well. And so as soon as it went backwards compatible, they had it on sale mm-hmm. uh, on the Xbox Store for seven dollars. Yeah, I think that and and I was like, like I need too. Yeah, I was like, I need a digital copy of this. So, um, played through the whole thing. I had a moment, I think, where I was, like, on a horse, and all of a sudden it was, like, the horse was going, but it wasn't. And then I ended up, I think, like, in a mountain. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is good? This is fucking weird. Yeah. But um, there, there's so much to that game that I didn't do before that I want to do this time around. So I'm really, really happy about it. I'm not sure if Alan Wake got added to backwards compatibility either, because I'm going to play that as soon as I'm done with Red Dead, if I can. Um, I, I think it is, because... Um, the same people who made uh, Quantum Break yep. made Alan Wake, and I think Alan Wake was a like pre-order incentive or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where like, if you bought um, Quantum Break before release, they give yeah. you a copy. I think of I Alan think Wake. Alan Wake was one of those uh, real um, uh, hidden gems that kind of snuck by people. Uh, I don't really remember hearing a whole lot of people talking about it, but that game was actually super. It fun. was it was narratively it was so very cool. good. There was a lot of uh, the gameplay mechanics weren't bad either. Yeah, um, and you know I I don't know I, I I highly suggest anyone going out to you know their local GameStop picking it up for a couple bucks or downloading it from the store for a couple bucks. You know it's a good playthrough and nothing but you know a good creepy time and like a yeah, Stephen it's, King it's style. Uh, you know yeah it's nothing that. Uh, 
it's not a story that hasn't been like told before. Yeah. But playing through it is very good. I, I think the one thing, the problem that people had with Alan Wake was uh, the combat. Some people didn't really like the whole. Yeah. You have to shine a flashlight and then shoot an enemy thing. Yeah. You know? Which is understandable. I can uh, see that being uh, an issue. Being a bit of an issue. But let's see. Other than that. Um, Let's see, movie-wise, I haven't really gone out to the theater all that much because my work schedule's been pretty hectic. I saw The Conjuring 2. Um, I actually really recommend going to see that one. It wasn't bad. Uh, It was still pretty good. Um, If you didn't watch The Conjuring 1, would you be lost? No. Okay. No, it's completely... I think that's that's always one of those questions that people have uh, walking into... A number sequel, of sequels yeah. is just am I going to be lost? So, but it, you know, if it's yeah. a good pickup point, then no, it, it's definitely a good pickup point. Like, if anything, it's just kind of like they're like what James Wan is kind of doing. Um, he he's kind of making this into a bit of a series of movies. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a Conjuring three or something along those lines. Um, this one definitely kind of relied more on jump scares. So like, if you are not really into that, you might not dig it so much. Whereas compared to the first Conjuring, there was a lot of really good subtle scary moments like. Uh, uh, there, there's this whole okay, spoilers, I guess, if you're an asshole who and haven't seen it yet. But there's a scene where uh, one of the characters in the first movie is kind of looking for her kids. They're playing a game um, where they clap, and you know, one of them is kind of Marco Polo, I guess. And uh, she claps her hands in in the basement, and uh, she's sitting on the steps. And uh, you know, the basement's all dark and creepy looking. And then out of the darkness from underneath one of the steps, uh, two hands come out, and you know, they. they they clap and that was like because you don't re- it doesn't register right away when when it happens and when you see it and then when it claps you just like everyone in the movie theater just like freak the fuck out like that big like the, gasp like, like, and, like, and you know the funny thing is too because i saw it during the middle of a weekday um when the first one came out and uh <laughs> there was like maybe like five of us in the movie theater and it was a big old auditorium yeah. too and, and like the the gasps and the sh- and the screams were so loud you would swear we were like full up that's funny it, it was really well done so um you know but uh conjuring 2 not as well done but still really good if you want to go check out a good horror movie for the summer um uh, movies i have bought i have bought a lot of movies because i'm a loser and need to spend my money I bought Ex Machina, which is one of my favorite movies last year. I bought Crimson Peak, which is also a really good movie. Well, I might need to borrow that. Cause I've been meaning to watch Crimson Peak, but I just haven't gone around yeah. to actually It's it. like a gothic love story. Yeah. And it's really I think, I good. Think, uh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro called it gothic romance. Yeah, he said it's not a horror movie. It has like a lot of horror elements to it, though. Yeah. But it's HP Lovecraft inspired stuff, and it's so cool. It's just really cool, and it has a nice little mystery to it too. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Um, <clears throat> so I bought that, and I bought a uh, vacation because it was like five bucks at Best Buy, and I love the original Vacation. Um, and then uh, I got the Leica little box set, which has uh, Coral. Line, uh, Paranorman and Box Trolls, which I told you about right. a little while ago, <laughs> and um, finally watched Box Trolls. Loved it. it was I, like, that was really good. Movie. That was really good. I was very surprised. I was like, "Damn, dude, this is, this is actually really funny." Yeah, it's it well funny. Done. It's entertaining. It. Uh, even as an adult, obviously, I'm assuming it's a movie that's geared more towards children. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It has a lot of mature themes in it, though. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things where watching it as a kid, I probably would have just been like, this is it's funny, I like it, but watching it more so now, mm-hmm. I appreciate how much work would have gone into making something. Yeah. You know, stop motion obviously takes a lot of work. You've got to move frames and snap frames as yeah. you're moving things. And, and they show a bit of the process, I think, during the end yeah. credits. Like 23 kind of frames people. equals like one second of yeah. an, an animation or something like that. So, I mean, the amount of time and effort and to make it look as good as it looks, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's impressive beyond yeah. a mean that I can't even like you know begin to imagine. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, man. Like it's really it's really making me look forward to Kubo their their uh, newest movie that's about yeah. to come out um, that one is looking pretty cool in comparison to it like they, they broke their record because they had a re- the record for the biggest uh, uh, puppet for stop motion I guess um, which was in box trolls the big old big, uh, mech that yeah um, that the guy rides around on at the end of the movie and um, uh, this new one for Kubo there's like this big old like orange fiery skeleton looking thing and it's like 20 feet tall or something like that That's it's insane. nuts and i'm not surprised i'm wondering like or it, i don't know and not, probably not 20 feet tall but it's huge the thing is huge and i don't know how they're gonna like get it on film yeah it's gonna be super crazy when when they do it but uh yeah looking forward to that but that so far that's really all i've been doing haven't really had much time for anything else yeah i mean as far as video games go like i said i've been playing a lot of overwatch uh the best been dlc dropped for uh, star wars played that a little bit oh yeah, yeah. it's okay you know I had, it's, I had fun doing it you know uh like I said, pretty okay. Like it's not, it's yeah. not bad. It's just uh, it really makes me happy that I didn't pick up that game for like, you know, the price of two games when it came out. Right, right. Like I picked it up for like seventy bucks total, like from with season pass with season pass and and uh, yeah. the game itself from uh, games with gold and everything. So I'm I'm really happy I fucking stuck to that and just waited instead of getting it from the get go. Yeah, I, uh, maybe I should have done that. I mean, whatever. Uh, it's fine. It's it's, it's decent. Uh, as far as other video games it. go, like you said, uh, Red Dead I've been playing. Uh, just games here and there. Tomb Raider. I haven't had played had a chance to play Tomb Raider yet. Yeah, played some of that. Um, other than that, I don't think there's very many other video games. As far as movies, I haven't really watched anything. Uh, the one thing that I did watch that I highly recommend that everybody watch is uh, Stranger Things. Been hearing uh, a lot, a lot yeah. of stuff about that, man. Netflix exclusive show. Uh, they've got just one season, first season, uh, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Um I don't want to spoil anything about it because uh, you really, if you if you haven't read and spoiled yourself already, you should just go watch it. Yeah. Um, there, there was this picture I saw earlier today where they they posted. Uh, I'm assuming uh, the sheriff or a deputy, um, and they were like, "This guy, this fucking guy," and I was just <laughs> like, "What is this mean? What is happening?" And, everyone, and like in the comments, people were going like, "I know, right?" And it's like. Well, I guess I gotta fucking watch it now. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where... I mean, I had seen things here and there about it, but I was like, eh, you know, maybe I'll watch it when I'll watch it. 
after you watch that first episode and you are it. You know, it, it's weird too because like Netflix has been having like a, just a deluge of original content come out that they and don't not, even advertise either, and good original content. Yeah, too. not just like obviously you're, you're they're still putting out those Adam Sandler movies, but and like Hemlock yeah. Grove and shit. And, yeah, you know, there's a couple of weird things in there, but. Um, you know, they're like putting out these, uh, this original content that maybe wouldn't have found a home somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And Netflix is willing to take that risk. And it seems like, you know, a chunk of the time it's paying off. Yeah. Like, but also, as I said too, like a lot of times they're not even advertising it. Like, have you heard of Lady Dynamite? Yeah. Yeah. But like, other than that, like other than like I mean, the I, podcasts we listen to, which have mentioned it, right? I, I haven't seen any advertisements for it. I think more so Netflix just advertises within itself. Usually, when I fire up Netflix, it'll uh, it'll show a piece of their like whatever original content yeah. is out that month will be like first and foremost, and then I can scroll down to you know my recently watched or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no kind of advertising like. Uh, you know, really anywhere else, I don't yeah. think. I think they kind of wait until something hits it big, and then they go, and then they kind of go whole hog on that to bring yeah. more people in. So I think Stranger Things is going to be one of those things. I think a lot of fucking people are talking about that. Yeah, it, like I said, watch the first episode. Um, you'll know right away if you're going to be into the show or not. Yeah. I mean, so basic stories of it... Um, like boy goes missing. Yeah, there, there's a group them. of four uh, teenage or not even teenagers. They're in grade school. Yeah, you know, little kids. It starts off with the four of them playing D and D in one of their basements, just like you know having a grand old time. One of the kids goes missing, and then from there, it's just kind of the mystery of what happened to the kid mm-hmm. and what's going on. This is kind of like a weird thing, and then like you know. There's a government research facility like in that town, and, yeah. you know, very secretive, and it's just, it's not, it's not. I wouldn't say it's like scary or spooky or anything, mm-hmm. but it's like kind of tense and got some weird. I, I guess you know a little bit of horror elements in there, but it's definitely not like a horror kind of a show or yeah. anything. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Big, big recommendation on that. Um, but other than that, I think, you know, for the most part, I haven't really done anything. Um, I know we missed a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I know anybody who listens to this podcast probably has gotten their news somewhere else in the last couple weeks. Totally fine. We don't blame you. I blame you. We're in an open relationship with you guys, so it's uh-uh. like, you know. Uh-uh. Ain't gonna work that way. Um... So we're not gonna, you know, you're gonna hear it again. We're not gonna go. Yeah, we're not gonna go back and kind of <laughs> hit all these big things that might have, yeah. may or may not have happened. Honestly, I also kind of, you know, news travel news news goes by fast. I don't yeah, want to sure. go back and spend too much time on the stuff that happened. Pretty much. Ago. Yeah. Um. So pretty much, we're just gonna hit the stuff from last week. Uh, a lot of Comic Con uh, trailers that we're gonna oh, talk yeah. about. So much. Um. Some other random gaming news that uh, mm-hmm. that has come out. Um, we're gonna start with something that uh, was announced, I believe, like uh, like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo came out. Uh, they're putting out a mini NES. System. Yeah, I saw that. I want one. So um, I want it. 
It is $60, comes packed with 30 games. I don't have the list right in front of me, but it's, you know, a lot of their big hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Mario's, there's a Final Fantasy in there, Balloon Fight. There's a lot of good games and a couple of third Zelda, games in I there. Think, yeah, well. two, Zelda 1 and 2. That's pretty cool, man. 60 bucks. I mean, you're looking at $2 a game, mm-hmm. and it comes prepackaged with a uh, NES-style controller. Yeah. You can purchase an additional controller, um, I believe, for like $10. So, you know, it's it's cheap. Yeah. Awesome idea. I kind of want this NES version. Now. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's just... Uh, this kind of opens the door. Are they going to do a, a SNES version? Are they going to do a N64 version? Yeah. Obviously, most of these things can be emulated pretty well on computers anyway, yeah. so you can package that hardware pretty pretty, pretty tight. small. So um, It kind of makes me think that maybe Sega might join in on that. I yeah, doubt it. I, but. So, a couple days ago, every the internet was blowing up and being like, oh, Sega's like, you know, coming out with their own Genesis system to like compete with Nintendo, the console wars are back, you know, like being stupid. Yeah. Um, the thing that everybody's freaking out about is this like uh, third-party Chinese-made uh, knockoff Genesis system that uh, the one that sold at the Dollar like, Tree. <laughs> yeah, for like three or four years now. Um, you know, it's it's been out there. I think the thing like can load actual Genesis cartridges and everything, but it's just kind of like a third party. I would not, trust that. Yeah, not like made by Sega or anything. You're probably gonna get cancer just by touching it. Yeah, so I mean, those people who are saying that, nothing like that has been announced yet, but uh, obviously, if this works out well for Nintendo, I don't see why they wouldn't do an, a, yeah. a SNES version. Um, hell, even like an N64 or maybe at some point like a fucking GameCube like a mini GameCube yeah. would be you know, this is possible cool. I so. mean technology expands at a rapid rate to where yeah. like I mean like you look back on like the early days of gaming which was like the 70s yeah so we're like 40 years in the future from now and we like it took for like 40 years in the span of time is not very long right and then we're already like having virtual but, reality experiences yeah, it's like exponentially technology is just day by day going at an insane rate that it's never gone yeah. before. Like right? As soon as so. I bought my phone, it was already obsolete. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, 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 the insanity of it is, it is so high that you just cannot keep up anymore. But, um, it's actually kind of like, so to small, quiet kind of side note to the whole emulating thing. Someone actually finally cracked the whole Sega Saturn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw that? That. Yeah. Um, like they, like some guy, uh, you know, spent like 20 years trying to uh, crack the Sega Saturn code uh, to try and um, make it into an, an emulator, emulator and yeah. shit like that. And he finally did it. So now, like, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure there's not really a whole bunch of games you could think of that you would want to play. Yeah, but, it, but it's it's neat just because now, now those games won't be lost to time, mm-hmm. you know, because eventually as the years and years go on. Uh, you're going to find less and less Sega Saturns and less and less working parts for them and, you know, less and less games. But now that the code has been cracked, mm-hmm. you can now play them on your computer forever. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I, 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 that's cool. Emulation yeah. is awesome. And going forward, we're probably going to see a lot more of it. Um, 
Another news from the last couple of weeks, uh, Evolve went free to play. Uh, it's now Evolve, I think, like version 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only free to play on PC right now, but apparently um, the day before that went live, uh, the peak users was like 100 and something. Yeah. And once it went free to play, uh, I think they had somewhere near like a million, two million downloads and like thousands of you know actively yeah. concurrent players and everything so maybe that's the way to go i mean they were selling a lot of dlcs so mm-hmm. uh i mean like and like separate dlcs for separate packs of characters too right right and if you're selling dlc just for packs of characters that gets lame after a yeah, while because because it makes sense with a free-to-play game to essentially do what most people call selling hats because mm-hmm. you know in, in dota you pay for hat, you know, special things to make your characters look different, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of the DLC that uh, Evolve had. And same with CS:GO, you know, yeah, buying exactly. and selling weapons and knives and shit. And, um, so, with them already introducing so many of those things already, it seems weird to not already just have that be a free-to-play game. And yeah, you know, obviously, I don't think that was their intention at first, but. Hey man, yeah, I mean, cool. I, I think it breeds new life into Evolve, and more people are yeah. more likely to play it. And in all honesty, I think it's safe to say that game fucking bombed hard. Like it, they yeah, wanted mean, it to be a staple franchise for them, but the interest in it died so quickly. I think there was a lot of good ideas there. I think uh, their marketing came across very weird. Uh, Whenever they first released the game, being like, "There's a $60 version, a $70 version, an $80 version, a $100 version, a $120 version." Like they had all these different like tiers and tiers shit. that you can jump in on that kind of turn people off. And I don't know. I, I it wasn't a bad game. I think. Yeah, I mean, like know, it doesn't speak to the quality of the game or anything. It's just that they're like the interest in it bombed super hard, yeah. and no one wanted to really play that game after a while and you know which sucked too because we played it just a little bit i yeah. didn't buy the fucking thing but i think we played what did we how did we play it we played like a demo right they had like a open beta thing yeah. i think at some point and um that was fun but like it only really worked once again it, like it like you know fucking uh Leopard Dead style very quickly yeah. Yeah, unless you so. have like a solid group of friends that you can go like hey let's play fucking evolve yeah that's definitely not a game where you can do solo matches pretty easy you know yeah you'll get wrecked really yeah quick. um pokemon go finally released i can't believe i didn't talk about this first off earlier um you holy mean, shit dude pokemon go took over the world in an insane way. Yeah. In a way that I don't think anybody really saw it coming. Obviously, everybody was like, Pokemon, it's got to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't think they saw as crazy of a rush as they did. Fucking, I mean, like, it's been causing, like, stampedes and shit. Like, you just yell out a fucking Pokemon name a couple times in an open space. And then, you know people just start running yeah, I think one of the it. biggest videos is uh i think it was in new york he just yells dragon Park, and twice. um one person like yells out vaporeon oh vaporeon and it's just like this rush of people running towards in this direction like one dude's in his car and he just gets out of his car and starts running in that direction mm-hmm. too you know it's crazy and you know even here in town um two weeks ago if you went to the park uh, middle of the week, eight or nine o'clock. Lucky to see maybe 10, 12 people at the park. Mm-hmm. A couple, like two people jogging, a couple kids smoking pot, you know, yeah. like, you know, somewhere else. 
But you go there. That's my kind of crap. Today, uh, I'd say probably even more so a week ago, like, you know, the week. Hell, still even today, out, dude. Even today. But uh, it's it's been dying off slowly and slowly over, over the last, like, two weeks. But, I mean, two, three hundred people. This park is right next to a, uh, a Target. Parking lot's completely full at the park. And most of that Target parking lot is filled up as well. People walk into that park. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of memorial benches at the parks. So there's a lot of uh, pokey stops where you collect items. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, big reason why people are there. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo stock, like, du- more than doubled. It, was, it like, tripled, you know, didn't it? it? I thought it tripled. I think it went one and a half times. Did it go one and a half? Yeah. So, so it... it um, I think uh, at Which, their peak, they were like at 130, 130% over their yeah. original. So whoever really spearheaded this whole Pokemon Go thing and like convinced them to do mobile shit, I bet they're going like, I, I bet one, whoever came up with this idea got paid super fucking hard. Like he's set for life. Whoever yeah. came I mean, up with I it. think at this point people are saying uh, more people have this installed than Twitter. This is the biggest app. Yeah, almost it's being like any like the data usage on it collectively is almost as much or more so than Twitter. Yeah, which is kind of nuts when you can take you know collectively everyone in the world and you just kind of go like you know like the the one like one of the biggest social media platforms is almost being surpassed by yeah. this game. It's insane. It's it's absolutely crazy. Um, you know that first second day of. Uh, having the uh, official release of everything people you wouldn't expect you expect kids to be running around playing mm-hmm. pokemon you, you even expect people our age to be uh yep. you know playing pokemon i get it we grew up with pokemon kids are kids and pokemon's still on tv it's still kind of a big deal yeah. it's um, cartoon for fuck's sake i mean kids right cartoons. but i mean people that you wouldn't expect to be playing this thing like people my parents age you know yeah. people in their in their 50s people in their 60s seeing people with white hair and wrinkly faces mm-hmm. also trying to catch Pokemon yeah. is it's crazy you know, I mean because because I get it for me I get because you know you got that sense of nostalgia I love Pokemon and mm-hmm. I played fucking every Pokemon game out there yeah so it makes sense for me for someone who doesn't normally play video games but is around my age yeah everybody plays Pokemon cards mm-hmm. you know when we were we were in school um and with children, makes sense. Your kids, you're exposed to Pokemon all the time. It's exciting. So there's those points of reference of why you would get into this. But for people of a certain age, I'm like that. You're not playing it for nostalgia reasons. You're not playing it because you love these characters. You're playing it. I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why it, it took off as big as it did. To you know, it's with, yeah. okay. So bit of an anecdote. Uh, me and a coworker had to do a delivery uh, out to Ridgecrest, and when we were in Ridgecrest, you know, he gets a call from a former coworker. He just kind of uh, he was able to resign and move on to a bigger, better company. Right. Um, and you know, he, he was talking to him. And he put him on speakerphone, and we were, and he was like, "Hey, where are you guys at?" He's like, "Oh, we're in Ridgecrest." And he said, "Hey, you find me any good Pokemon out there?" And just kind of looked, just, just kind of looked over, you know, at the phone at my buddy's phone, kind of funny because this guy is like this, you know, big. You know, fucking bulky 
kind of fat buff dude, yeah. you know, full beard and everything, and you know, some doc, you know, fucking yeah. talks like that and shit, and, and like he's like, I didn't expect. Like, he plays Pokemon Go. What the fuck? Yeah, it's weird. Didn't expect you, that. And, you see people of of all walks of life and of different races, and I, I feel like it just it doesn't matter, like. Uh, not like the people who are playing Pokemon like the con- sense of community Pokemon brings about peace and I, essentially like the sense of community that I see like going to the park and people like talking to people and like introverted people yeah. who usually wouldn't talk to other people mm-hmm. having conversations with people about yeah. Pokemon and you know it it's insane. It's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely people making nuts. friends because of this shit too. Exactly, like, like legitimate friends, not people just people going you know. on dates because of Pokemon. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's only well, I give it a year before we get the first. We met because of Pokemon Go, and now we're getting married. I mean, know, like, like, and it's not that much of a stretch of the imagination because I ha- remember when World of Warcraft was like the whole thing. People yeah. meeting through World of Warcraft. I mean, this is just like another step in you know, this in is, that line. But this is almost insanely different because you're yeah, meeting exactly. people in real life. Because you're actually going out in real life, yeah. Yeah, it's forcing you to actually interact with other people, which is... I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. Pokemon Go, for, I don't know how you did it. Yeah, I'm expecting a lot more mobile gaming stuff from... Uh uh, from Nintendo now, and yeah, and see, this has got to push them towards back something. to uh, their crazy stock prices. This isn't a Nintendo thing. It isn't. This is, uh, and this is part of the confusion why stocks went crazy high, and then earlier this week they dropped. They oh no, because so the little history, um, Pokemon, the Pokemon company is its own. Thing separate of Nintendo. Okay. Nintendo owns, I believe, a third of the company. Mm-hmm. So obviously they share in some kind of the profits. But uh, this is a Pokemon specific thing. Uh, this isn't, Nintendo didn't license this. This isn't one of their mobile games that they had promised mm-hmm. that they're working on. Um, so, you know, stocks went crazy when this came up. Um, and they're falling back down. They're still a lot better than they were mm-hmm. prior to the release, but I think there was that confusion there of this Pokemon yeah, came out, game came out. Uh, Nintendo put this game out. Profits are going to go crazy. Uh, this week, I think investors kind of realized that, um, and part of it, I believe, is because Nintendo had a like investors meeting and was like, you know, we're only making this much of things, uh, much money from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It, the stock prices have gone down, but it's still up from where they were before. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a Nintendo mobile game. This is Pokemon specific. Yeah, they're uh, their own their own little production company, I guess. Yeah, I mean they they're they're their own company. They, yeah. they but because they're owned by a third of Nintendo, they tend to. Uh, well, the, the, I guess then does like Nintendo like publish their stuff then, so they are able to put their little logo on there. Yeah. So okay, then that's got to be the reason why people associate it with. Yeah, exactly. And, and I always thought it was Pokemon just like Pokemon games a, have never appeared yeah. on anything other than a Nintendo console, uh, so it makes sense. But um, yeah, I think there was you know some general confusion there. I think people were like, yeah, you know, Nintendo's finally doing something good, but it's like. Yeah. Technically, they didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Pokemon Go, definitely worth checking out. Um, the very least, to be a part of like, you know, something like this. That I don't, in recent memory, I can't think of anything that's kind no. of swept the world like this. So nothing like the this. very least to be a part of a weird movement, right? Yeah. Um, let's move on. Um, what else do I have? Uh, at Comic-Con this last weekend, uh, mm-hmm. Marvel announced that uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 yeah, I saw that. are coming to uh, current-gen consoles, PS4, uh, Xbox One, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be $40 for one game, $60 for both. I think the price points are a little too high for a game that it came is, out like ten over 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Feels like yeah. Um, I think the first one came out in. Like I think it was a launch 06, title. Oh six, oh seven. Yeah, it, it was definitely a launch title. And then uh, the second one came out in about oh nine. So, which I like the first one a lot. Yeah, the first one was a good was a good playthrough. Yeah, you know, especially the fact that they had like so many characters and you could, right? You know, the fact that you know I kind of freaked out. I was like they have like Ghost Rider and Blade and Deadpool and the Punisher and, and they can all fight together on the same team. Yeah, and you know it's, it's so cool. It's pretty cool. Um, I think the price point's probably a little too high for me personally. Um, and you wait till the sale comes around, mm-hmm. but there are definitely games that are worth checking out. Um, if anything, maybe this hopefully hints to Marvel putting out more Marvel video games. Maybe they're doing this yeah. as like a. Uh, obviously, it's super easy. Not maybe not super easy, but it's not as expensive to remaster a game as it is to mm-hmm. build one from the ground up. Pretty much. I mean, um, like, who who has that new Spider-Man game coming out? Insomniac. Insomniac. Insomniac yeah, games. PS4. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely some interest in it because people are super hyped about that one too. Yeah. So. Uh, more Marvel games, like yeah. or at least good ones that don't suck balls. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It seems like this is a uh, point for them to kind of start stepping back into mm. the world of video games. Who knows? Well, actually, you know, this, this might go negatively too because then we're getting so much uh, uh, superhero saturation that this might also shoot them in the foot. Yeah, you know, because I mean, I I mean like we're, I'm we're, tired of like, I'm tired of superheroes in my movies and my serial and yeah. you know my my video games and my my comic books and shit and it's like I'm tired of superheroes everywhere. Yeah, even in the medium that they they first started with comic books I'm getting tired of it so um, I don't know this can go horribly wrong but also I don't know man like just the Insomniac Spider-Man game looks too good yeah and Marvel Ultimate Alliance was too much fun to play yeah exactly so I mean if if you never played those games and you're aching for a superhero game which you know I I get it there really Mm -hmm. haven't been too many great superhero games recently Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 is awesome to check out number 2 I think was a little less well received than the first mm-hmm. one, but not a bad game. It kind of fell under the radar. I don't even yeah. remember playing it either, so it's kind of one of those things. Um, another thing that was announced at Comic Con, uh, they announced two new Sonic games. One oh, which boy. is kind of whatever, but the second one is kind of a big deal. Uh, they announced uh, Sonic Mania, which is going to be a 16-bit side-scrolling Sonic, like an original Sonic game, um, there's going to be random new levels and essentially remade old levels from 
Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Man, dude, they they fall off so bad that they have to go all the way back to their like. It's like let's just start over again. That's what people let's go want. back to sixteen bit. Why why wouldn't you? You know, it's weird. Like I don't really think Sonic has aged too well after after you know the jump to three D. Um, yeah. I mean, like Crash Bandicoot was a thing for a bit, and they really kind of kind of got it right uh, with uh, as far as like platform three D platforming yeah. t- that kind of that kind of deal um same with spyro in a way um banjo kazooie yeah you know um conquer uh the only thing is though like for some reason like sonic just didn't transfer over well i think what happened was that they decided to put real people in the game like humanoid characters in the game instead of just keeping it all cartoony yeah they they you know took some different directions this obviously i mean people love sonic games for those original games like those original games are iconic mm-hmm. without a doubt so uh the fact that they're out essentially outsourcing this because it's not uh sega making these games or sonic team or anything like yeah, that exactly so the fact that they're outsourcing Which... it to people who on the internet have already essentially remade and like remastered some of these original levels they're giving it to them essentially so it's like fan by fans for fans okay so are we yeah, a bunch it, of weird sonic ocs <laughs> no they, like i said it just um it seems like an awesome return of form for sonic like yeah you know people who are who don't want to deal with uh scarf sonic you know, like this new scarf arm bandage exactly. Sonic for the people who don't want to deal with that Sonic, but still like the fat pudgy hedgehog. You yeah. know, like this seems like before he could talk. Yeah, this seems like one of those. Uh, I don't know. This seems like a good thing. Yeah, it looks good. It looks promising. Um, I don't remember if they announce any kind of release date but i yeah. would assume that it's going to be more so of a holiday release you know, maybe I, early I, this, next year this seems like a good idea because if you keep it 16 bit i mean you can look at you know games like shovel knight yeah um and the things they were able to do with their whole pixel format right. and everything like that and the things they're able to pull off the colors they're able to use and the effects they're able to do and the type of gameplay mechanics wouldn't lend itself to consoles of the past right you know like the sega genesis or the famicom system whatever the fuck you know it it wouldn't transfer it, it wouldn't have worked it back worked, then yeah. it would like just functionally program wise it wouldn't work then nowadays you can pull off so much more and so much grander ideas with um with a pixel format While that still keeping that sense of of old yeah exactly that retro style yeah. uh style look and gameplay um so this can turn out really well yeah, but also this could also turn out really bad. It could. I mean, like I said, this uh, this definitely looks a lot more promising. Yeah. Than there, there's the definitely past. an upside, but like the downside is just so horrible. The to downside imagine. is they've kind of already trashed this series That's with true. those original fans. So this is kind of that attempt to pull them back. I mean, like Shadow guys, come on, Shadow. Yeah, so, like like him and and Reaper are like you know like. Edgelord BFFs. They're like, this, they're this, oh my god. So Shadow dies and then becomes Reaper, right? They both use guns. Like, and like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird that, you know, you have a hedgehog that uses guns. But yeah, you know, it's like, living is pain. Like, okay, Shadow. Okay, Reaper. We understand. Um, 
big, big, big news uh, that dropped actually yesterday or the day before. Um, Eurogamer did a big, um, big article. They you have all these different sources. I feel like this news has kind of been in the ether for a little bit, but nobody's mm-hmm. really taken the time to contact those sources and talk to people who are willing to, you know. But you did leak news. But Eurogamer did, um, and. The news that they have is Nintendo NX mm-hmm. is portable. Really? Yeah. So what? it is a portable handheld kind of a thing. Docks to TV. You, you put it on a dock if you're going to play at home. Okay. Um, they put up a picture of it. Uh, the best way I can describe it is... My dog is outside whining, so I'm sorry, you guys. Um... <laughs> the best way I can describe it is a screen. Uh, I don't know exactly how big. Imagine an iPad. Okay. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it has touch controllers or anything. Mm-hmm. But, but size ima- Maybe size. I don't even know because if it's portable, you can't really have something that's a big old tablet size. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so imagine an iPad. And imagine controls on the side of it. Okay. But you can detach the controls. Into nunchucks? Sort of. So you can detach the controls and you dock the scre- the iPad, essentially. You know, whatever. The, the screen for TV play. And that's your controller for when you have it docked for TV play. The controls come off of the sides. Oh. They're detachable. Okay. And then you can use that to continue screenplay. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be an asshole and just say, Nintendo, can you just give me like a console and a controller? And I'm fine with that. Like, well, see, that this is, is cool to me. This is, if this is true, this is probably the best thing they can do. And it sounds, it might sound ridiculous for me to say, but if you merge your mobile market, your 3DS market, which is by far your currently most successful market, Mm -hmm. and merge that with your home console market, you've got a unification of systems. You don't have to buy a DS to take on the go and have a console at home. You can just have one, and you can do both of them with it. both of your teams that were before split up working on different things for different platforms now are just working for one platform. So you've got twice the amount of people working on properties that you want. Um, and all this being said, it doesn't mean that they're not going to offer like, you know, some hard. kind of actual hard controller you can hold in your hand. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it has to come down to what size it is when it comes out because uh, the whole... See, that's the thing. That's the thing we don't know. How yeah. big it's going to be. Because um, the whole point with DS, as kind of big and clunky as it is for a portable system, it's still small enough to, to be stick portable. Back pocket to stick in your back pocket. Or like if you have a giant-ass Wrangler jeans like you got and you just can just shove it into your yeah. giant-ass front pocket. You know, or your backpack or something like that. This seems like... Okay, I'm afraid this is going to break. And also, I'm afraid... Yeah, see, it, it's so hard. Obviously, uh, we don't know what it'll look like. This mm-hmm. is just reports here and there. They've got certain like referencings of people they've talked to. 
Uh, they said that Nintendo will officially kind of announce this thing in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still set to launch in March. Um, so obviously, I think we're gonna have to wait till September to see what this thing actually looks like. But the idea of unifying the system seems nothing but good to me because mm-hmm. now I can have you know these great games that I would have liked on the DS on on the big screen. I can take Zelda on the go with me, you know, like uh, they've said that the graphical power of this thing is not going to be by where, you know, current consoles are, the Xbox One, PS4, um, but it will be stronger or they'll be better than the Wii U. So Mm -hmm. somewhere in between, which when you think about it, that's an insane amount of Power, power for, for handheld, exactly. So I, I don't know. I want to see this thing. Like yeah. this, this big news story, it's great and all. And if this is what we're getting, then great. I'm sure that Nintendo will figure this out. I mean, Nintendo's great at you know squeezing blood out of stones. You know, yeah. like so. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm excited to okay. see what this is. Um, I'm not nearly as much of a fan of Nintendo as you are, but I don't know. Something about me just maybe just really thinks that there's probably like just because, you know, I'm not an original person, so I'm pretty sure there's a, just as large of a market for people who are like, okay, this seems cool. And I'll probably end up getting it day one because, you know, they're Nintendo fans. Right. But I'm pretty sure there's also people going like, I kind of want a hard console. With a this might be a hard console, though. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. It's, it's it, it could be, um, and this portable thing might be as strong as a hard console. Maybe you know. So we, even though their their technical abilities are old, they're they're just a step behind, dude. Like every they, they single time, they have before. never they tried mean, to compete. I mean, they've been out of the competing with other people since like the Super Nintendo days, really. Yeah. Um, but without yeah. a doubt, every time you compile a list of games of a generation, Nintendo games are always on there, regardless of what system exactly capabilities they got or what they're on. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they seem to focus more on being Nintendo and rather than trying to keep up with everyone else. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like a great thing. Um, this thing's obviously not going to sacrifice on power. When you think about it, E3, um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Um, coming to Wii U and the NX. And they've said that there's going to be no differences between the two. Yeah. So that alone, I mean, you can... This thing's obviously going to have to have some kind of processing power. Yeah, it's got to. Um, other big thing that came out of this, um, apparently... Uh, Eurogamer is saying that they're they are going to a cartridge based system. No more discs. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Um, I, right now, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I mean, we, I'm going to be excited for it regardless. I mean, you can argue that uh, discs are too. 
susceptible to breaking or to you know you disturb it and it, yeah. you know fuck up but I mean like in all honesty when can you really think back on when you had like a, a real disc failure um I mean, usually you just have disc readers being the failure more than anything else. Exactly, but I think. But with, even when was the last time that really happened? We said disc reader is fucked, or something along those lines. You know I mean, mean, you saw my Frankenbox. That thing. You know, <laughs> my Frankenbox was uh, my old 360, where the disc reader stopped working. You so opened I that shit. Opened oh. opened up the Xbox and had to like manually put in and start spinning discs to get them to start reading and eventually that stopped working but um cartridge based system I mean it makes sense now when yeah. you, with how much memory you can have in a micro SD card that's true yeah. you know with, with technology evolving the way it is um, cartridges can come back in a big way if, yeah, they, they, exactly. if they really pushed it they could I mean I mean it was just a trip you know at the time too that they were able to pack you know a 3D game you know a 64 bit game onto a cartridge right when at the time you had I mean like the only recourse you had was to go to a disc yeah because this just held more information so I, I guess like when it comes to this if anyone can really do it it is Nintendo that can do it yeah so Hopefully, in the it's just next, such an interesting uh, choice. Yeah, in the next month or two, we'll finally see what this thing is. But for now, I mean, I, the idea seems great. I would much rather have one thing as opposed to having a 3DS and a NX, something that I could be playing something on my couch, and maybe I've got to commute to work. Mm-hmm. So just grab it and go, you yeah. know, play on the bus or play on, you know, wherever, however you commute or whatever. Exciting, man. Yay. Exciting. Um, finally, the last thing I'm going to talk about in video games before we uh, start talking about those trailers that mm-hmm. debuted at Comic-Con. Um, so NPD is never something that we've um, really talked about. Uh, what NPD is, it, it, it talks about uh, software sales, mm-hmm. console sales, uh, and they do this month by month. Most of the time, and really up until this last month, uh, I don't think for me they've ever been all that important because they've never included digital sales okay um this last month in june is the first mpd that has included digital sales mm-hmm. so now i think it's more of like a people can see what is actually selling as opposed to what's selling at GameStop and mm-hmm. you know all these other retailers. So I thought we'd break down just uh, June's uh, 2016 uh, MPD. Pretty simple. We'll just go by it real quick. Mm-hmm. Start with number one. Go down to number ten. Um, they used to also rank this by uh, number of units sold. Okay. And not the way they're doing it anymore. Now they're doing it by uh, dollar value. Mm-hmm. Um, so that includes any kind of sales or anything. So, you know, might be lower in some months or whatever. Um, so this is across all platforms, uh, Xbox, PS4, and PC. Um, number one on the list, best-selling game of June, Overwatch. Obviously. Um, and the Overwatch numbers do not include the uh, sales from Battle.net, which is uh, no. Blizzard's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thing. Hub. So that's a whole nother... Uh, Chunk of the money there, yeah. yeah. Um, number two, Grand Theft Auto Five. Not that big. I mean, really surprising to be honest. That, that game thing is, came out like over a year ago for the new yeah. consoles and shit. So, and it's almost like a 
two and a half year old game now. Yeah. So, yeah, good, good on you, Rockstar. Good on you. Uh, number three, Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Okay. Okay. Lego games tend to sell pretty good. Uh, number four, uh, Doom. Yeah, a lot of hype surrounding that game when it came out. And that is not including digital sales. Some companies have not added uh, Right, gone around yeah. to distributing their digital sales numbers yet. Um, number five, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Um, that came out already? Yeah. Shit, that flew under the radar. I was actually kind of looking forward to that game. Yeah, I think it came out last month. Obviously, because it's for June. Yeah, um, like, no yeah I don't think it came out to a whole bunch of uh, hype and fanfare. Yeah. It maybe. Which sucks because the first game was really enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, number six, Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, no digital sales on that one. And that one, it's exclusively on PS4, so that's kind of, you know. Yeah. That's, been, that's impressive. Well. Uh, number seven, NBA 2K16. Number eight, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Number nine, Destiny the Taken King. Really? And, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised also that it's yeah. on that list at all. Um, number 10 is the thing that I don't think has left the NPD in years, Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Still in that top 10 so many years after release. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they, not only that too, but like the E three the E three coverage it kind of got with a bunch of new additions that they're putting on into it. Yeah, probably kind of re, you know stirred up some hype for it. people probably buying it preemptively, and then uh, once that all those things go in effect, I'm not sure if they have or not. I'm surprised it's still on here too because Minecraft retails at um, twenty five dollars, thirty dollars, mm-hmm. um, and because this has now changed to. Uh, to revenue and not unit sales. Yeah. Um, still competing. Still competing at games that are selling at twice. Twice their fucking yeah, price. Yeah, what they're selling for. So, good on you, Minecraft. Um, I figure we'll, uh, you know, if they keep doing this MPD thing where they're showing digital sales, might be worth talking about every month. So, mm-hmm. um, just check in on it. In four weeks, we'll yeah. talk about this again. Um, that's it for movie news. Not a uh, not too much game news. Oh yeah, we're gonna jump into movie news. There you um, go. <laughs> gaming news done. done. Let's talk about guys. movie news. Movie news. Um, All these Comic Con trailers. Like, so pretty much we're just talking Comic Con trailers this uh, this week. Um, we'll start with what probably is one of the bigger. Biggest. Yeah, probably the biggest. Probably one, the biggest one uh, that, that showed. Yeah, um, Justice League trailer <laughs> dropped. Um, I don't know. You can sit here and poo all you want, but <laughs> I didn't think it looked bad, man. They, they're know. going for a different tone. Obviously, they they've taken the hints from um, from Batman versus Superman. They Man saw Steel. what? Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'd say more so. They saw how not good Batman versus Superman did uh, compared to their expectations. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I think they saw that criticism, and they seem to be acting well, a little better. Okay, so I said it once before, and I'll say it again. Uh, the reason why I'm pretty sure this movie's going to suck is Zack Snyder. You keep saying that. He's not a good director. He's not. I mean, that shot of Aquaman and the waves coming on, that's awesome cinematography. That is a it, good shot. It, 
eh, I don't know, man. Like, like, okay, so we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, and like, they're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yeah, exactly, because they can't go... Because if they go as hard as they did with Batman vs Superman, being super dark and gritty and grainy, you know, like, oh yeah. my god, my feelings! I, I have so many feelings. Ah! Martha. Ah! Yeah, it's just like, um, yeah, obviously that didn't work out. You know, it as great as they. Expected. It didn't work out at all because they they wanted to be mature, but all they got was really people. It's like, it's like you know you you try and act mature, but all you're doing is you're putting on the facade of what you think is mature, right? Which you know, in all honesty, I mean, like there is a serious tone that can be pulled off, and Nolan did it. Nolan did it with Batman Begins, Dark yeah. Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. Um, you know, Dark, Dark Knight Rises being the weakest movie of that, of that group, in my opinion, but he still was able, actively able, to kind of pull off like a serious tone and have it come off as genuine. Right. This is a serious tone that's coming off as a little kid's version of serious. Yeah. You know, this is like, you know, some 14-year-old scribblings in a notebook that's, you know, all grim, dark, you know, like, super edgelord 666 420. You know, that's what it comes off as. And the fact that, you know, they're backpedaling so hard by going like, oh, we need to make this trailer look, you know, like, you know, fun and kind of super serious at the same time. It's like, I think they're trying to, like, emulate the Avengers in a way. And right, but that's obviously what's selling and that's after Batman vs Superman what people essentially ask for. You know, they, they yeah. by not having supporting that movie as much as, you know, as like the as um uh Civil, Civil War. War, you know. Yeah, Civil War made gangbusters. Mm. Yeah, exactly, but by not supporting Batman vs Superman that told them do what they're doing, and now they're trying to do that a little more. I would but say. also, and I mean, like when you just kind of go like, "Well, we should do what they're doing." That never ends well either. Like, "Oh, we should do what they're doing." It's like, man, it's like guys, you okay? One, you need to figure out your own formula. Marvel figured out their formula, and it's been working. I mean, granted though, it's been getting boring and stale as time goes on because there hasn't been a lot of deviation. But they were at least able to figure out their own style. Yeah. DC hasn't had time to figure out their own style and they're rushing into something that is not genuine. And when it's not genuine, it's not going to be good. And Zack Snyder is the most disingenuous some bitch out there. And it, this is, it's just not. No, no, no. I know you're upset by it. I don't think it looks that bad. I think. Uh I don't know. It seems compelling. It enough. may look good, but doesn't guarantee that it's going to be good. That's what trailers are designed to do. Exactly. Trailers are just designed to make it look I good. I definitely understand that, but there's been so trailer, many movies I've been suckered into going to because like that trailer looks dope. And but I from that it. trailer, it doesn't look too bad. Nah, you know, nah. by 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 being so against the trailer, I think you're you're going into this completely closed minded, and because it, they're zero and three. <laughs> They're like the, they're like the Raiders of fucking movie world, dude. And the Raiders haven't done well since 2004. But people still get excited at the beginning of every fucking season for it. So why <laughs> can't know. you just? It might be shit. You could be right. I, I can give you the reason. It's Zack Snyder's the reason. <laughs> but you know, just from what you saw of that trailer. Putting aside Zack Snyder, putting aside... I still wouldn't really go see it. You know, it, I, I don't think it looks bad. Uh, I am... 
I wouldn't say I'm excited to go see it and like you know not. Oh, I'm gonna go watch this on Thursday night when it comes out. But like, it, I'm gonna go watch this, of course. But yeah. you know, I just I uh, see. Just uh, God, like, I, and like, this might be more just like superhero saturation. I'm really getting tired of more than anything. Um, but just I don't know. I'm like one. I'm 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 feeling pretty over most superhero movies that are coming out. But also just that you know these guys haven't had a good track record, and I'm even surprised that Warner Brothers are still really putting up with this right now. Because once again, as I said, they're zero and three. You know. Green Lantern bombed hard. Fucking uh, Superman Returns, not a good movie in any such, and barely made back its budget, and, which even then still means they lost out on money. And then uh, Batman vs Superman, vastly unperformed, and not only in the domestic market but in the overseas market, which means they lost out on over like twice their budget. And you know they lost so much money, and like to the point of which where it's like you know like Warner Brothers is going like okay, what the fuck, you know, legitimately what in the fuck, you know, and. I'm surprised that they're actually really going for, going forward with this because as soon as like a movie doesn't make money, dude, that it gets axed so fast. Like they but don't even is, really allow is, more movies to be like made. This isn't some original property. This isn't like some, not even like some old franchise that you know is irrelevant. They're trying to bring back. Like this is something where these characters will never die. Batman is in the world's lexicon. So the Batman's like, like, what, like 80, 80 plus years old at this point. Now he's, his book's been going for like, since like the, since 19, like 19, I think like 1920 or something yeah, like but that. And, and still relevant. Same with, same with Superman. He's been know, going at the turn of the century as well. Like you can ask most people who Superman is, who Batman is, and you know, they'll know who they are. Right. Um, so why wouldn't you? You're going to make more movies that have Batman. You're going to make well, more movies that it's have like, it's, Superman. It's not like these movies shouldn't exist. It's just that they need to find their... They need to... Like, they legitimately... Someone needs to come along that knows these characters and actually gives a shit about them instead of trying to make them all grim, dark, and edgy and make it seem like they know about these characters when in reality, you know, they don't. The only way they're going to be able to do that, though, is by making more of these movies. I, I don't know, man. Because do, I mean, like, you're 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 falling into the whole thing where you want someone with experience, but you also don't want to pay someone a lot. It's like no, you need to pay like, someone. It's a like lot. it's like someone coming out of out of college and expecting to get a job, and they're told like, well, we want someone with this much experience no i think they should get like you some know. some newer younger kid who's willing to, who's willing to take a chance i mean like that that's you know why a lot of these marvel movies are at least directed competently and directed really well with that with some fucking vigor to it because i mean like who the fuck heard of the russo brothers before you know captain america uh, the winter soldier came out yeah nobody did they did a couple, couple episodes of community and that was about it and you know and now they're it's like and now you know they're 
they're like helming like some of the biggest you know movies to come out in the next couple of years I mean same with you know the guys who are going to be directing the next upcoming um, uh, Star Wars movies no one's ever heard of these people before I don't even know their names and they're helming some of the biggest movies that are about to come out this year next year the years to come they need what they need to do is they need to find someone who they're willing to pay a lot of money to but also willing to like just trust to just like and See, and I the think person they trust the is the thing. wrong person yeah, I think the person that the, the thing that it really comes down to is Zack Snyder the, these studios are and obviously these movies cost a lot of money so to be able to trust someone to over 200 million dollars you know to essentially take two million dollars and hope that they get something good out of it that's one of the reasons why these movies fail i think you know you have so many producers who are like well i don't like this so don't do this and that's going to cost too much money so don't do that you see and that's the that's the horrible thing about Zack snyder is that he's more than willing to succumb to their will like he's more than willing to just allow studio to kind of get their grubby little hands all over everything that's the reason why you know fucking man of steel is a mess that's the reason why uh you know fucking you know, Batman vs Superman was a mess because he just because like he had what he thought was a good idea, and then he just kind of let it just be twisted up even more. Which his ideas weren't good in the first place, right. but he he's just allowing this shit to happen. Not that his ideas were good in the first place. If he had at least, you know, like had like some kind of vision for it, some artistic vision for it, you know, and kept with it by you know vehemently saying like no. No, you're not doing this to my movie. I would have at least some respect for the guy, but he doesn't. He has like almost no original bone in his body. It's it, it's kind of it's kind of heartbreaking, really. Because in all honesty, I want these movies to be good. I really want these movies to be good, and they would only do positive things if they were good and made a bunch of money. Because they would just like help the movie industry, right? You know, and like the more competition there is, the better movies get. And, Instead of, you know, becoming bland and boring and right, predictable right, right. like the Marvel movies have been getting. If it has actual competition from somebody, we might get something cool and innovative and new. But we're not getting that. We're getting, you know, a schlock after schlock after schlock. And yeah, then, that, I think that that is one of their problems is, I mean, they've uh, essentially entrusted Zack Snyder with, you know, developing these movies. But one of the reasons I think the Marvel movies have done so well is because... They've just got all these different directors. They don't have one guy directing mm-hmm. every single movie. And it, it, it gives, obviously, I think these directors from Marvel are somewhat trying to emulate each other, but they've got different styles of shooting, mm-hmm. and you, know, you get these different kind of shots that work. With Zack Snyder, you can always expect essentially the same like the, the right, ramping, like, the you know fucking muted tones, the you know fucking semi philosophical language that he uses, and like the heavy handed like symbolism, his, like uh, his action sequences. You know, a lot of them are very very similar. I mean, if he was just a second unit director in charge of action sequences, fucking great. And you you know what? But we, we need a better here, guy like to help uh, the, I, the Like I've said on this podcast before, we can sit here and trash talk Zack Snyder all, all we want. We did the but, same thing to Josh Trank. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's a great cinematographer. Like, you, like you know, say, yeah, for a second, I, uh, you know. I don't know. If you were, like, you know, an assistant director doing those, you know, different kinds of shots... I think he'd be great, but, um, I mean, 
the power of some of his like you know the shots that he's made in movies can be pretty impactful but I just don't think I think they need to inject new blood into it yeah get different people in there but like I said back to because we went off on yeah, way whatever, moving on way, way, moving way on. tangent I don't think Justin League trailer looks bad um, they're obviously going for a different tone than Batman vs Superman which is inviting I think that at the end of the day I that's guess. what we can say about it um, Suicide Squad trailer they showed, I believe, like the final trailer for Suicide Squad. Yeah. More of what we have already seen. Um, kind of giving away a lot of the movie on top of that, and at least the end of the movie. To an extent. Yeah. Um, you know, but I guess they kind of have to. Um, at this point, I'm just like, you know, movie's coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah. We'll see how it does. Yeah. I just, like, the main thing I don't like is Will Smith not having his mask on if he's gonna be dead if, if he's gonna be uh dead shot he needs to have that mask on i don't care like if i don't care if you're will smith i'll smack the taste out of your mouth if you want to say oh no i'm gonna take the mask off like no you're not you can say that but i mean if you're getting a high profile actor oh no no like no he can go fuck himself that's my movie like if i'm if i'm in the, if I'm but in the director's but the thing is it's not your movie yeah and most people if you say will smith is going to be in this movie and they show up and they don't see will smith they're going to tell everybody that Will Smith was not in that movie. I don't know. Will That's Smith is problem. not that big of a draw anymore, though. Yeah, I would disagree with you there. I wouldn't say he's like this huge draw, but you say uh, they're superheroes and Will Smith. I think he's one of those like push you over the edge kind of people. Uh, I don't know. I don't like I don't if this so. were just Will Smith as a superhero. I don't think he's like Hancock, which yeah, did not you know, do that just great. Like, you know, whatever. But if you say there's going to be superheroes in this, and one of the superheroes is Will Smith, it just—it's like okay, I like superheroes. Oh, and Will Smith's going to be in it, so mm. you know, yeah, I whatever. I don't know. I don't think the trailer looked bad. I feel like they are kind of giving away a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. But um, next thing, uh, Wonder Woman had a trailer. I know yeah. you're sour on everything because. I just you just love to bitch and moan, but yeah, I think uh, it's mostly just DC being DC. Wonder with Woman, this one. once again, I don't think it looks bad. I think you know, as a movie that is shot, doesn't look bad at all. So like, whoever direct, like those war action sequences look pretty fucking neat. Whoever is directing this is taking all the horrible plays from Zack Snyder's playbook, and they're like, there's no good plays in that playbook. It's just, I, I mean, like, I still stand by the casting choices. Be is just bad. Like Gal Gadot is not a good choice for Wonder Woman at all. And I think if they would have picked somebody else, you know, it would have been, it probably would have been fine. It just, she can't act. I don't know. The fact that you're judging this on, you know, her acting prowess. Yeah, which I is mean, not good. Like I said, you you judge someone on their past, I and mean, that doesn't mean that. She can't turn out a good movie. Mm, like she she hasn't really progressed as far as an actress, uh, you know, because she's only been like she's only been in like a few mainstream movies. Like she was in Fast and Furious, which she was you know as you know charismatic as a board. And she right, but then was also again, in, I'm just like that's a Fast and Furious movie. That's hardly something to judge someone on. 
I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, at least at the very least, Vin Diesel's like Vin Diesel and The Rock are at the very least entertaining in the movie. I mean, is like, and then, but like she just, I don't know, she just hasn't really put, put anything out that really cements her as like a decent actress. And on, and on top of that, I, I still stand by the fact that like I still stand by saying that if you're gonna get someone who can't act, you might as well get someone who looks the part and can't act. Because you could easily get a Gina Carano in there to be Wonder Woman, and that would have been at least fine. Because then I've been like, okay, that's Wonder Woman right there. That's a Wonder Woman to look up to, not Gal Gadot, the tiny little you know stick that doesn't look like Wonder Woman. Because like the whole, because most of that character, especially if they're really going with someone who can't act, you might as well just like feed off of like the image of it, and like the imagery is great. But I don't think she's going to be able to carry this movie, and know. that's the main thing too. She's probably not going to be able to carry uh, the movie. 2017, right? Next year. I want to say it comes out next year. We'll see. I mean, like I said, I don't think the movie looks bad. Um, like, if anything, I'm hoping this movie and Suicide Squad do good. Yeah, and then maybe there's like they can like Warner Brothers will cut out a wink link here and there, and like maybe we'll get more cohesive movies in the future. It's just that there's just so much there, there's there's so much that's just not lining up for them, where they it's like they can't make up their mind of what tone they want to go for overall, and they need to figure that out which still falls yeah. into them they need to find something that works for them and they still haven't found something that works for them and they're rushing into stuff that doesn't work for them yeah i mean i think they'll figure it out eventually but the only way they can figure it out is why you know because i want a good wonder woman movies. movie i want a good wonder woman movie and i want a good suicide squad movie because those are cool properties they're really cool properties but i just don't think these are those movies that are good like I said, we'll see. I think um, I think Suicide Squad will really, and we said this about Batman vs Superman, but I think Suicide Squad will kind of more so that's going to be the, what the future is going to hold exactly, and our expectations of the future. Yeah. This movie is great, and next movie that they come out with isn't as good. Then that, that's probably yeah. once again if this movie tanks and doesn't do that good. We're just not going to expect anything, and not going to go see the you know the next yeah. DC movie that comes out. So, um, we'll see what happens with it. We'll, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks when we go watch it for sure. Um, moving on, to the next trailer, um, probably the best DC trailer we saw last weekend: uh, the Lego Batman trailer. Mm-hmm. If that was they, they if that was the Justice League movie we got, I would be perfectly happy with that. I mean. Obviously, this is taking every tone from the Lego movie, mm-hmm. which was, you know, very funny, very engaging uh, for a younger audience and an older audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems to be doing the same thing. Yeah. It looks great. And sounds really funny, too. And yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. also going to be cameo appearances from like the rest of the Justice League in there. Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, The Flash, most right. of everything. And like that actually seems really cool. Like It like just looks really keep, funny. If they keep making... like If the next step from here was a Lego Justice League movie, um, <laughs> that'd be pretty fucking great, yeah, right? It so, would be. Um, this Lego Batman, without a doubt, I can already tell you now, is going to do amazing. It's, it's, it's going it to be should. It should do. received and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And if we keep getting these, you know, Lego versions of these high-profile properties, I think that's going to help carry DC mm-hmm. into finding their own if, if, thing. I Obviously, think so. you can do a lot more with Legos than you could with, you know, people. But... Uh, you know, as far as like uh, comedic moments and that over yeah. the top kind of uh, slapstick almost style of comedy, um, you can do a lot more with uh, Legos. But I'm excited. Lego Batman looks. I think choice. It's because there's so much potential with the whole Lego property because they can legitimately go in any direction they really want right. with it. So. And whereas, like the comic, the actual comic book movies, they're shoehorned into a mold that they have to fit. Right. And these definitely are not in that realm. You know what I mean? They're playing they, by their own. Rules. They they can they can legitimately just play by their own rules. So yeah, kind of really looking forward to this one actually. Yeah. Um, on the Marvel side of things, we got a Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah. Uh, more of what we saw in the first trailer, really. Weird, uh, mind-bendy stuff. Yeah, a lot of, like, floating cities and cities bending in on themselves. I am kind of interested in the fact that they're going with the whole magic side of the Marvel Universe. Right, right. And we've talked about this before, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's... It'll be a good change for Marvel, I yeah. think. I was thinking Thor was going to be the whole change over into like the mystical magic side of, yeah. uh, of things, but it just turns out they're just using some weird alien technology um, in the Thor movies, right. I guess, for whatever reason. So this seems like a lot more like just arcane and mystical yeah. kind of a appeal, where there's not some explanation why these people know how to use magic. Yeah. Just there's magic, right? Um, so it, it looks interesting. Um, there's that whole controversy with, uh, the lady who's playing the, um, uh, I can't even remember the character's name now. Um, Dr. Uh, Stephen Strange's teacher. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the actress's name either. Um, Tilda Swinton, um, with her being, uh, I can't once again can't remember the character's name, but you know what I'm talking about. Right, right, right. There was a, there was this whole controversy with her, like you know, why didn't you keep you know uh, this character Asian, you know? Um, but you know, the, the the character in the original comic book was supposed to be Mongolian. China's not really on the best terms with Mongolia, and if they did that. Chinese market could ruin their yeah. Thing, yeah, which you know in my mind is you know also it, it's understandable, especially since these movies have to do well in an overseas market now, right? Because you know because uh, they're costing so much, and that's you know China's second largest market exactly for movies right now. So you've got to. You got to keep them happy. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, um, well, it's an unfortunate turn of events that, like, I don't know how it really got to that point, but like, it's kind of unfortunate that you can't really kind of keep an artistic vision that you want, or at least keep to a source material that you want. But um, you know, hey, sometimes you get scoffed. All things considered, though, it looks cool. It would make more sense to take the small flack for that now. Oh yeah, and make more money in the long run than put out this movie and take zero flack or take flack for something else and then or upset you know political and race relations between two fucking countries right you know it seems like a yeah and and not even like want to risk in indirectly doing so too which is you know which would be like the worst way to go about it but you know as i said i'm kind of burned out on a lot of superhero stuff i mean i'll probably end up seeing this this is definitely dr strange looks a little different right it looks a little different it's just that um I'm not really expecting a lot out of this. Not a whole bunch. 
at all. Like I'm expecting Benedict Cumberbatch to do pretty well. Um, I'm expecting it to look good. You know, like the whole mind bending right. stuff, as we said, looks really cool. But I don't know. I'm just not really expecting a lot out of this whole origin story. And uh, not really sure what else they're going to do uh, later down the line with the, with their future properties as well. Which I'm not sure if they really had any any other. Did Marvel have any other? Uh, I don't think so. Like I said, they showed a, uh, they had shown a small clip of things of Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, but none of that was released online. Um, and the reason why I know that they showed something is because they showed Baby Groot. And the internet went crazy about that. Um, another thing that Marvel announced are doing a uh, uh, Rocket Raccoon uh, animated series, I believe, for TV. Okay. Um, I thought they canceled yeah. like a bunch of their animated flick, a bunch of their animated stuff, uh, not too long ago. Like all their stuff, like uh, their Spider-Man series, their Hulk series, um, their Avengers series. I think they just canned not too long ago. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that's a market that needs to be filled. So maybe they figured that so. was getting a little stale. They'll try something else. Um, I don't think Marvel really announced too much else. No. Um, final trailer, final big trailer, anyways, that we got out of Comic Con this last weekend um, was the Kong Skull uh, Skull Skull Island trailer that's just weird it's a bit strange right it's like weird um, Kong is fucking huge man huge which, which I, I remember like thinking when I first watched it I was like I don't think I remember him being that big because you know when you think of King Kong you think of like him scaling uh, the, the Empire, Empire State, State building. building right and like hanging up at the top as people shoot at him or whatever. Yeah, as the biplanes come by and they shoot, boo, boo. Um, But this this monkey looked way bigger than anything that could possibly ever scale like a... It it was almost like, like, how is this monkey fitting on this, like, tiny-ass island, you know, and not just, you know, like, you know, taking a couple steps towards Manhattan or something, you know? So, um... You know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, the the original King Kong takes place in, like, the 20s, right? Yeah. I um, thought this movie was going to take place in, like, the this, 40s. This, yeah, this seems more so, like, in the 60s, mm-hmm. that Vietnam era 60s, kind of 70s. Um, eh, I mean, it makes sense that he would be this big. And, you know, I mentioned this before we started recording. If you're going to have him fight Godzilla yeah. in 2019, you're going to need to show that this dude is huge. Because if you have... Godzilla, who's super giant, and then like a normal tiny ass Kong. Kong, you know, one side yeah. battle, right? Pretty much, just so just squish. So, like, I don't know really how I feel about this movie. I mean, looks, like, it looks Sam Jackson and John Goodman. I was gonna say the, uh, are great actors. Yeah, fantastic actors. And Jesus Christ, do they not look there? They age. look great. Yeah, like that's so weird. Like, like you have you have Samuel Jackson. That how old is he now? Like in his seventies. I don't even know, dude. I can look it up right now. But um, looking as old as he is, and he is playing someone who is in the military, non-retired, you know? Yeah. Like, just, like, up as fuck. And then, like, John Goodman losing all that weight. Samuel Jackson is 67. 67. Yeah. It's insane that he's that old and doesn't look like it at all. Yeah, and let's see, John Goodman is uh, age 64, Yeah, and he looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, I mean, neither of them look like... <laughs> they, they're both aging 
so well. It's they both it's look so like, weird. Like in, in this movie, anyways. I mean, you put them in a military outfit. You would think that they're probably in their like thirties or forties, mm-hmm. easily, you know, like or at the very least, like maybe their fifties. But even then, it's just like yeah, they they, they, they kind of have like that hard boiled old man edge to them, yeah. but like they still look really good. Um, it's just that I'm not entirely sure overall as a movie how I'm excited about this. It's just like uh, I I can't I couldn't quite tell who the who the guy was. I think they wanted to say it was Brie Olson. I'm not sure. I think so. I think it was Brie Olson. You know, she's fantastic. You know, she's you know fantastic actress. You know, she's pretty much great in almost anything she's in. You know, she always fucking brings it super hard in every movie that she's in. Um, Just so like the cast. It's great. Mm. Movie itself, though, I'm not entirely well, yeah. sure, dude. I, it, it's it's so weird to see just Kong as giant as he is. Um, that's just it. Just weirds me out. It, it just doesn't. I don't know, man. It just seems like such a weird change to make. I mean, like, and like, so continuity wise, how does this fall into with Peter Jackson's King I Kong? Think, I don't think it does. That's yeah, thing. I think this is just like a reboot of the whole series. Let's reboot Kong. We've kind of got our Godzilla thing going. We're going to do number two Godzilla, and then we'll have him yeah, like, fight. It, mean, just, like, it just seems like Jackson's Kong as... You know, I mean, like it was, it was, it was, it was you know, the original King Kong remake. Yeah, whatever, I whatever. Is, uh, I, do, I think his is just kind of like, well, that was a movie. Yeah, I mean, like I can definitely see it really being a standalone more than anything else. It's just that uh, I, I feel like they really wanted it to be a follow up to uh, you know Peter Jackson's King Kong. You know what I mean? Right. Like they, they just, I don't know. That That's the way it was geared up. And, like, the original cast was supposed to have, like, Christoph Waltz and uh, J.K. Simmons. And I think, you know, they were both really wanting it to be based in 19, you know, 30s and 40s or something like that. And if I remember correctly, that was the original concept of the movie. But then I guess it just fastly changed. And now we're just getting something completely different. Yeah. I, Which, I don't know, it might work. I mean... How long ago was uh, that Kong movie? A long time. Yeah, it was a good while ago. We were still in high school. Yeah, you can't really reference something that's, you know, maybe eight to ten years old Mm -hmm. um, and just say, oh, this is the next step in that movie. With that big of a gap in time, you've kind of, you might need to just chalk it up as a new thing. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to see this one. <laughs> in all honesty, I'm definitely excited for that Kong Godzilla movie, though. There's like two level five kaiju's beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, it yep. could be a good time. Um, I think that was pretty much all the big stuff out of um, out of Comic Con. Yeah, uh, all the big trailers, anyways. Um, we're going to get out of here. I think we're both uh, tired and hungry and cranky. Yeah, so we're going to get out of here, uh, but we should be back. More or less to our regular schedule. We probably won't record this weekend, but I would say next weekend we should be um, back yeah. up and running. Um, but for now, you can always check us out on uh, on Stitcher, on iTunes. Leave a comment, rate us uh, there. Go to the website. Uh, go to the website. Uh, I wrote up a Pokemon Go intro guide um, a week ago. I'm going to write up a more advanced guide for advanced players. Um, hopefully that'll be up by Friday. Um, shoot us an email, uh, in the minis podcast at gmail.com. 
uh, leave a comment on the website somewhere and we will definitely get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, let's, uh, let's get out of here, man. Um, we should be back in about a week and a half, you guys. So we'll see you guys then.